0: what's up enterprisers welcome to episode 96 of the enterprise now podcast where we educate motivate inspire and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success that is what we do we help folks launch grow and maximize in this episode i talk with ira pastor of BioCork Inc. BioCork Inc is a life sciences company developing proprietary combinatorial biologic products for both the regeneration and repair of human organs and tissues. We talk about integrating and compiling information to create possibilities. We also talk about listening to the market and how to look at the power of mother nature to find clues to how things work. All right, let's dig in. All right, Ira, can I get a oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice. So first of all, let me say thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. I know that you have about 100,000 things that you could be doing right now, but you're here with me, so I appreciate that.
1: I appreciate you having me.
0: Now, usually I'll start off by saying, tell us about yourself, but I have a caveat to that. I want you to tell us about yourself, but feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself.
1: Sure. So I am a Philly boy, born and raised out here on the East Coast. And I grew up in a family that was involved in the community pharmacy business uh, back here in Philadelphia, started in the 1950s and into the 1960s in the area of retail, drug stores and uh, drug distribution, things of this nature. And so from a very early age, whether it was cleaning shelves or vacuuming the floor, trying to work the cash register in one of my father's stores, I was always around pharmaceuticals and patients and consumer products and things like that. So it was sort of like preordained that I would follow this specific path of healthcare later on in my life and ultimately became a pharmacist and followed in my father's footsteps in the early part of my career as well as going to business school, and then had spent the next couple of decades sort of leveraging off of that knowledge of retail and pharmacy moved into sort of the larger big pharmaceutical industry and ultimately into biotech, which is where I find myself today. And sort of the culmination of this path I've been on the last 30 years is the fact that although it was at all a very exciting industry, generating with the numbers about a trillion dollars a year now that we spend on pharmaceuticals and other drugs, yet I was kind of dismayed by the fact that despite those financial numbers, that we were having a pretty poor time in figuring out how to cure many of the chronic diseases that are responsible for our degeneration and our death so this time around i want to do something a little different with this part of my career so here i am now as the ceo of a rather innovative regenerative medicine company called bioquark which is really looking to shake things up and do things quite differently in regard to how we approach disease and health and wellness than we've been doing for the last century So that was sort of the path that from a very early age got me to what I'm doing today.
0: That's fascinating because a lot of times when people grow up and their parents are business owners, that's like the last thing that they want to do when they grow up. So it's really cool to see that that seed was planted early in life. And then you kind of took that and kind of followed suit into your own venture. Absolutely. Now, let's backtrack a little bit. And I want to get to know a little bit more about you. Tell me, what's your favorite thing to do?
1: My favorite thing to do now is I have three children, ages 10, 12, and 15. I love being with them as much as possible and doing as much with them as possible in the time that I have. And one of the things that we really enjoy, and this might seem a little quirky, we're a Disney family at heart. And whenever we can, we like either flying or driving south from Philadelphia to Orlando and sort of immersing ourselves within the Magic Kingdom. And, and that might sound a little quirky or silly, although you know there's, we know a lot of Disney families. But at the end of the day, with everything that is going on in the world on a negative front, whether it's war or terrorism or disease or wildfires or everything that we see around us, sometimes it's nice just to be able to escape into a, albeit synthetic world, but one where sort of the vision of the future of what thinkers like Walt Disney imagined still you know, have the possibility to be realized. So this is something that we try to do a couple times a year. And I don't know, it really sort of centers us <laughs> in many ways and brings us back to sort of the core as a group with regard to although things may be kind of gray in the global system that can sometimes obscure the possibilities we think that immersing ourselves in that alternative reality once in a while is a nice way to sort of wake up again to the possibilities so
0: I totally get it we actually did our first disney trip this past spring and it was amazing everything from the weather It was Marchish when we went. So it's cold in Wisconsin still. So heading down to Orlando and enjoying the weather was really phenomenal. And I have two kiddos myself, a three-year-old and a 10-year-old, and they had a wonderful time. So if the kids had a good time, mama had a great time, that means dad had a good time. So (laughs) I definitely get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What would you say your superpower is?
1: Great question. Aside from sort of my interests growing up, One of my interests growing up were comic books. And I always sort of say that my interest in superheroes and sort of doing things that are going to benefit humanity and society was sort of one of the original reasons that got me thinking of sort of these big sky projects. So one of my superpowers, I would say, is basically integrating or compiling sources of information to create new possibilities. So basically accessing, and it's specific in our particular industry, where you have literally decades of wonderful scientific research that just sits there. And the ability to go into it and synthesize out sort of actionable, translatable possibilities from research from, you know, the 1940s and 1950s that we just forget about, but does exist and for one reason or another never transition forward for one reason or another, is in some ways I like to equate with a superpower. There's a character in Marvel Comics, he was actually a bad guy, but he became a good guy named Michael Korvac, and he was very good at using his computer. He wasn't very powerful, but he had a computer system that basically could take information and turn it into power. In many ways, although I don't want to be the bad guy, but I like that approach because ultimately at the end of the day, he realized something good and wanted to make the universe a better place by synthesizing and taking that information and creating something new and new possibilities. So I think that is sort of the crux of where I go with that one.
0: Now, you said that, are you a Marvel guy? So one of my pitfalls is Marvel gets a lot of my money, right? Marvel and, Mm -hmm. what's the other? Marvel and um, DC. So I absolutely love any Marvel, DC movie there. Are you the same way? Because you mentioned that you grew up with an interest in comic books as well. So are you one of those that knows all the characters, the storylines, and all that good stuff?
1: I'm a comic book nerd to the full extent. And I make fun of my kids. My older son just got involved in comic books himself. He's sitting there staring at me like I'm a nut because I'm rattling on for 20 minutes about how the Silver Surfer in the Fantastic Four movie had no possibility to destroy Galactus. (laughs) (laughs) And he's looking at me like I'm some type of nut. But, oh, yeah, I mean, I was so immersed in that. That's one example. You know, when you think about it. Spider-Man was always intriguing to me. And now, you know, lo and behold, we have several labs in the United States that are spinning spider silk for the production of superform strong fabrics for various purposes. So I like seeing sort of the fantasy of my childhood becoming a reality in many ways through those movies. Now, yes, I'm a major Marvel fan, but I got to give props to Wonder Woman and DC because that was an awesome flick.
0: I agree. I agree. Now, there's a business lesson in this, right? Because I think that they've done a really good job of tapping into a, seg- a segment of the market, such as you and myself, that they know had a connection to not only the characters, but the development of these characters. And now they continue to roll them out because they know that every time they release a movie, they have at least two people that are going to go and see them. So talk a little bit about that, understanding the market, responding to the market, and supplying the market with something that the market needs.
1: Absolutely. So we have a really unique situation in front of us in this context, because unbeknownst to many, we surpassed in 2017 $7 trillion of healthcare expenditures around the globe. I mentioned a trillion of that was spent on drugs alone. And on top of all that, we spent this additional $200 billion on new research investments. And despite all of that, we are witnessing a rise in the prevalence of almost all chronic degenerative diseases responsible for human suffering and death. So something is amiss. Something is not exactly right. Uh, And so, you know, we have spent a lot of time sort of analyzing and synthesizing down sort of what has gone right for the last hundred years in terms of, hey, we've been pretty good at coming up with treatments for what ails you and interfering with those symptoms, but we have been very bad at curing you of anything. The last cure we technically ever created in the pharmaceutical industry was the antibiotic, and that was, you know, 100 years ago. So we are taking sort of this market understanding and saying, okay, what can we do different than has been done for the last hundred years? And a lot of this, and once again, it goes back to sort of listening to nature in many ways. I'm sorry, sorry to go back to the comic book analogy again, but sort of looking at the superpowers that exist in nature. Because, you know, you and I, we are extremely weak compared to many other organisms on this planet. We do not regenerate like the amphibians. I mean, we lose a spinal cord or a limb or a part of our heart or our eyeball. It's not coming back. Yet you have fascinating superhero-type organisms on this planet that shrug that stuff off. The same with cancer. There's many organisms on this planet that do not die of cancer like we do, but just like to turn it into normal tissue. And then, of course, you have sort of the outliers, the organisms that don't age and the ones that age in reverse, like certain jellyfish and even some of the ones that die and are reborn, a la the Phoenix of the X-Men. So we are basically using our understanding of what's happened to date, where the technology is going, and a little comic book creativity to come up with something totally different that we think is really going to transform healthcare. And may actually yield a separate industry in many ways uh, where the current one focuses on treating you. This new one may focus entirely on just curing you. So,
0: now That's a really good segue to my next question, which is how do you overcome challenges, right? It couldn't have been easy, and I imagine it's still not easy, to do what you do and to get where you've gotten. What's your mindset and how do you overcome the challenges that you face?
1: This industry is hell. It is one of failure. I mean, it has to be because the numbers are one in 10,000. One sort of candidate drug that you start out with 15 years in the future, 10,000 of them will fail before you get one success. So most people in this industry fail and they fail dramatically and they lose a lot of money. It is a tough industry. At the end of the day, though, if you're passionate about what you're doing and you have a dream, you stay with it. And so you can't give up. You have to keep moving forward and keep trying, no matter how many, because you're going to fail constantly. This is something I have a rough exterior based on this, because I've been around the process of drug development now for 20 plus years. So I'm somewhat used to it. But even that, it doesn't always make it easy when one test, you know, you have a 100 tests that do well and then 101 uh, doesn't perform as you wish. But you cannot ever Especially with the types of passion that are generated in industry that is involved in life and death, you cannot give up. You have to keep moving ahead and find the way to make it happen. And it might take years. <laughs> and you have to be prepared for that. This is not about creating a new app in a couple months. Uh, the timelines in this industry are 15 to 20 years. So you just have to <laughs> tighten your belt, accept failure because it's going to happen, Accept rejection, because it's going to happen from you know, the investment community. And you keep moving ahead. And that's just sort of the basics.
0: Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now.
1: E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash
0: production. Now, what are some of your keys to success? Um, I
1: would say the core key to success in what we're doing is not being afraid to A, admit that you do not know a large amount of stuff in regard to the specific discipline that you're working in, whether that be rheumatology or cardiology or gastroenterology or what have you, and to bring the right group the integration of the right group of competencies to the table to work together. And at the same point, eliminating all God complexes from the mix, because there's a lot of folks in this field, whether it's the industry or the university system that believe they are God, they're not. It takes just like you and I are collections of cells and tissues and organs all working in hierarchy and synergy It takes that to make drug development and biotech development work. So, you have to bring the right people together and you have to admit that you're an expert in very little. And to get this done, you have to open the books to all comers and all different sets of expertise to make the final project come to fruition.
0: Now, one more question before we dig into the nuts and bolts of your business. If Mm -hmm. you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be? And what would you say to them?
1: Actually, there's two, but I'll give you this one first. I would like to go back in time when Thomas Edison was failing. You know, he has that wonderful quote, he didn't fail a thousand times, he just figured out 999 ways that did not work. I would have liked to have gone back and spoken to him in the midst of failing dramatically on the light bulb. And to see how someone like that, that ultimately succeeded and did what and made, what he made and and sort of did something as transformational as that did it and never gave up his dreams. So that would be one. And if I could just throw one other one in there, I would love to go back to meet the Wright brothers and see how two folks that had no expertise in aerodynamics <laughs> or ornithology or anything of that nature that were, you know, making bicycles, had the guts to design an airplane. Because nowadays, and this is specifically true for our industry, at least you have three PhDs and you're being considered for a Nobel Prize, you shouldn't be playing around in this industry. And it's just not the case. The real success is, many people show, it's not in the hardcore science. It's in the people that have the guts to tinker and experiment and trial and error and think outside of you know, their competencies. And so those are the folks that I would have loved to be able to sit down with and just hear what they were thinking 100 plus years ago when they said, you know what, we're going to build an airplane despite the fact that we, <laughs> this is not our expertise.
0: Gotcha. So tell us everything about your business, what you guys do, how you guys started, and what makes you guys tick?
1: Sure. So yeah, we are a regenerative medicine company, and we are focused on developing both pharmaceuticals as well as consumer healthcare products that can target uh, both regeneration as well as the repair of complex human organs and tissues, as well as reverse the range of chronic degenerative diseases that are responsible for our suffering and death. The majority, when we talked about that $7 trillion before, the majority of all of that money ultimately trickles down to two things. It either goes to diseases that have an underlying cellular degeneration component, so think your Alzheimer's, your congestive heart failure, your Parkinson's, your type 1 diabetes, or an underlying cellular damage component, autoimmune diseases, cancer, fibrotic disorders, chronic inflammation and pain, and so forth. That represents around $7 trillion. It's a huge market. But at this point in time, we have nothing in the current system that impacts why disease happens in the first place. Everything that my industry creates is focused on the symptoms. And so we are focused on basically going back to that superhero story. We're interested in how the salamander regrows its spinal cord. We're interested in how the planarian worm regrows its brain when you cut it out. And we're interested in how species like the immortal jellyfish that age backwards do so. Because at the end of the day, these species, through time and evolution and other unique mechanisms, have solved the problems. And we can learn, it is in our opinion, from nature on how to create new biologics, new drugs, new consumer products that utilize this knowledge. And ultimately, at the end of the day, will offer a wide range of therapeutics for humans Unlike anything we have today, imagine not the 8 million people that die of cancer every year, which the main focus is trying to kill the cancer cells. Imagine instead doing it like the regenerated species do, just taking those tumors and turning them back into normal tissue. That's our goal. Our goal is to get you out of a wheelchair when you sever your spinal cord and not be in one the rest of your life. And our goal is to regenerate all of the chronic organs, tissues, the kidney, the liver, the pancreas that go downhill throughout the course of a lifetime and rejuvenate them and start over. So needless to say, we have a major target in front of us. The entire spectrum of chronic and degenerative diseases is our target. And we are quite excited and passionate about the path we're on. It is decidedly different than... The current paradigm, but we're pretty confident that we're on the right path.
0: Now, why do you think more companies or more people aren't doing what you guys are doing?
1: It's very different the way we're going about this program than a traditional drug development process. In the traditional drug development process, a drug company is very interested in creating what is referred to in the industry as a single magic bullet. So they like simple chemicals that do one thing. So they want that chemical that interferes with the inflammation from your arthritis. They want that chemical that interferes with immune response from your psoriasis and so forth. But those are all symptoms of disease. When it comes to the biologic structure of disease, it's not going to be done with a single magic bullet. It's impossible because disease is multifactorial. So the drugs that we are going to be working on and are responsible for these types of processes are much more complex than your traditional drugs. They're going to look different. They're not going to be single compounds. They're going to be mixtures of substances that do more than one thing. And this is something that although such products have existed in the past in the pharmaceutical market, drug companies don't typically like to go that direction because it's just harder. (laughs) But we don't think just because it's a little harder to push something through that it should be avoided because we're sitting here and we have no answers for these problems today so we need to think differently about how we treat the disease what the target is and what the drug looks like and this is something we're championing we're seeing some of it we're seeing some of it from other parts of the industry you might hear in the news about so-called microbiome research where they're thinking about using little living bacteria as a drug in the future you hear about this new area from my former employer, GlaxoSmithKline, called electroceuticals. The first time a drug company has ever said, hey, we could develop a device that stimulates the electricity, the presence of a drug, as opposed to actually having a drug there. So we're beginning to see the movement away from the hey, you know, we can do everything by putting it in a pill. And we're excited about that. We think we're on the right path.
0: Very, very interesting. Now, as we wrap up our conversation, Could you give the enterprisers an actionable tip or a step to improve their lives or businesses today?
1: Yeah, I would have to say it is remove, eliminate, exercise yourself from any emotional vampires that bring one iota of negativity or negative impact to what you're trying to achieve. Especially relevant in my industry, but I'm sure it has trickle-down value to others. Because, as I mentioned before, mine is an industry of failures. The majority, 99.99% of people that have worked in this industry have failed at doing it. And so you're going to always have people that say that you can't do it. There's going to be people that had a bad experience, that had a 15-year drug development project that failed. You can't have those people around you. You have to get rid of them. You do not have time, as they say, for the negative thoughts, for the negativity, for the cynicism. Purge yourself of these things and move forward without those types of people around you.
0: Now, if people want to know more about what it is that you guys are doing or want to reach out to you, how can they do that?
1: Come to our website, www.bioquark.com. You can read all about our programs, all the research that we have doing, or going on, collaborations. And you can just email us through the website if there's any questions. We are an open book with regards to what we're doing. We have a lot of projects going on, and we love telling the world about it because we're passionate and we see a very bright future
0: for this industry. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ira, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. I think what you do is extremely interesting. I'm going to spend some time on your website again, just to kind of poke around and learn more about what you guys do. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and your experience with us.
1: It was a pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity for having me.
0: All right, Enterprisers, again, another action-packed, nugget-filled episode with a wonderful entrepreneur who, again, has tons of knowledge and wisdom and experience that he has shared with us. So I know that you're going to get a ton of value out of this conversation. So go ahead and take notes if you have to, and do what Ira said. Remove, eliminate yourself from the vampires that bring negative energy. I love that. Because it's gonna be very hard for you to move forward when you have that negativity around you. So, thank you guys for your support. We would not be able to do what we do without you. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I wanna know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email.